What Speaks to Your Soul. My name is Deneen Rosaria. I'm a healer, empathic warrior, a medium, and a channel that serves to link the spiritual and the physical. Welcome to Soul Speak. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Deneen Rosaria Gadetti, here on Soul Speak. I'm so incredibly excited to share this space with all of you. This is going to be an incredible journey, and not just my journey, it's our journey. And I fully surrender to and invite in the deep alchemy that will unfold through these transmissions. So, first, a little background about me I am an empath and psychic medium. I channel and read energy, and I am also a Reiki practitioner. And I actually ran for my gifts a good majority of my life until I had my major spiritual awakening back in 2012. After that, I embarked on an incredible journey of healing and self-discovery, which has now brought me here with all of you. And I'm very passionate about my work and I want to share what I've learned on my journey so far. And to begin, I want to share a huge, huge lesson that I encountered this lifetime. And that has to do with balance. You know, we have dual energies within us, the masculine and feminine, the light, the dark, and we hear this concept about balancing these energies. But many people don't ask themselves or don't define what balance really means. And I feel like you can approach it in two ways. It's either an act you're trying to keep together or it's something you let flow. And balance is also acceptance. The acceptance that you are not always going to be in perfect balance. Those Libra scales will not always be even. It's cruel to try and make yourself achieve that. So balance, how I define it, is fostering an awareness of how you are moving and flowing between the two. Our energies are meant to move and flow. It's not meant to stay still. Energy moves, it vibrates, it oscillates. So when you talk about balancing these energies, it comes down to the realization and acceptance that you will move and flow between the two, that you will encompass both. But I think that's where some people struggle. They understand that both are present. They understand we have both those energies, the masculine, the feminine, the light, the dark, whatever you want to call it, but they struggle in accepting it and accepting that they will move and flow between the two. You see, people often repress their dark or their shadow, but what is darkness? It's just a lack of light, but people do, they repress their dark. And I'm not going to say they have a fear-based mentality. I'm going to say they are operating a fear-based mentality. You see, because you can change it and operate something else. But there is, at its core, a fear-based mentality around darkness. Many people feel on this spiritual path they must only embody the light, that they must only feel good and happy and positive all the time, when in fact, you need to be feeling it all. And again, this goes back to spirituality and the misconceptions on what it's supposed to look like. People have this idea that it's sunshine and rainbows and good vibes only all the time that it's yoga classes and breath work and cacao drinks. And yes, those things are wonderful practices, tools and allies on this journey. I'm not saying they're not. And I actually do all of those things myself. But there are other aspects of this path, other aspects of this journey to be honored. And to tell you the truth, it's messy and it gets painful and hard at times. But people like to label that and place it in a box of being bad or negative and that they need to feel good and happy on this path at all times. But that's just not realistic. It's not all-encompassing. It's actually very, very limiting. So we have to get into a space of allowing it, of allowing it all without judgment, 
without resistance because what you resist will persist. So really just allowing it to be, just to be as is. You know, this journey can be beautiful and crippling all at the same time. It's not just one end of the spectrum over the other. It could be both and everything in between. So I'll give you an example. I remember there was a wound or a trauma or pattern, whatever you want to call it, that I was working on healing. And it just so happened to coincide with this very potent and healing eclipse. And I knew it was time to release and I prepared to do so. I drew myself a hot bath with essential oils. I lit candles and played soft healing music and I submerged myself into the water and I cried and I let it out and it was beautiful and I felt such a huge weight lift off of me. Now it doesn't always have to be that involved or elaborate. It can be that healing epiphany you get when you're out in nature watching a beautiful sunrise or sunset or staring at a still lake and that's beautiful or it can hit you sometimes with what might feel like a ton of bricks or a slap in the face and you're on the floor kicking and screaming almost pulling your hair out think about it think about people who have gone through the grief of losing someone i'm sure we have all experienced it or witnessed it to some degree it hits people and it hits them in a way that literally brings them to their knees it happened to me it happened to all of us when we lost my father and in the beginning i even blocked it out because i knew i had to help my sister and my mother through it and when I finally let it all back in, guess what? <laughs> it brought me right back down to my knees. So yes, this journey can be beautiful and crippling, kind and cruel. We will flow between it all. And if we accept this and allow it to flow without trying to define it or label it or place it in a box, we would be doing ourselves a big favor. We will stop boxing ourselves in into these limiting patterns and beliefs and we will start honoring the vastness of our being and powerful multidimensional selves. Do you know how many times people have said to me, aren't you supposed to be spiritual? If I was having a bad moment, a human moment of, I don't know, experiencing anger. Because again, people have that misconception that spiritual people always have to be happy and good vibes only 24 seven, when that's just not the case. We're allowed to feel those emotions and we're supposed to. It's part of the human experience. It's why we're here to experience ourselves fully. The problems arise when you take on that emotion as being you, as being your reality, or when you don't allow yourself to feel the emotion at all and you stuff it all down. Now, when you take on the emotion as being you, as your reality, you feed it energetically by thinking these thoughts and perpetuating these emotions and speaking about these experiences as if it were a state of being. Maybe you're angry and sad because your boyfriend or girlfriend cheated on you. Now you start picking yourself apart. You pick apart your looks. Maybe I'm not good looking enough, not thin enough or built. Maybe I'm not smart enough. And you start questioning your worth and so on and so on. But you keep yourself anchored to that loop. It's like a hamster on a wheel going round and round. Where what you can do is feel it. Feel that emotion or energy in motion. Let it be. Let it pass instead of becoming that emotion and staying in it or setting up camp there. That's what I like to say. Now, when you don't allow yourself to feel the emotions, when you bottle them up or stuff them down as if they would disappear, they don't disappear. They don't disappear at all. In fact, they become embedded in your body. Actually, it becomes embedded in your emotional and physical bodies. Those are two different things. So suppressing and avoiding these feelings only attracts that same energy into your life because that's what you're stuck in. That's what you're anchored to. 
there's no flow. You're not flowing between and honoring the shadow and the light. And I think this really becomes evident when you start looking at how you're flowing between your masculine and feminine energies, or if there is a lack of flow between those, which I feel like we see a lot in our society. I can say that for years, I was stuck more in my masculine energy, not allowing myself to flow between the two. And I burned out. I crashed hard from being so locked into my masculine energy. I was starving for my feminine or my yin energy. So masculine or yang energy is expanding, active, energetic, and outward, where feminine or yin energy is soft, slowed, relaxed, and passive. So when you are too much in your masculine or yang energy, you can burn out. And if you are too much in your feminine or yin energy, you can become stagnant. And that's what happened to me. I was stuck in my masculine and I burned out. So you want to make sure there is a balance to those energies. But again, it's not going to be perfectly even. You balance them by fostering an awareness on how you are moving and flowing between the two. Because there will be times that you will be in one more than the other. It's unrealistic and cruel to think that you won't be. But the key will be in the awareness of balance or movement between the two and the acceptance that you will be embodying both to some degree. So it really just comes down to embodying these expressive and receptive energies. There needs to be a symbiotic relationship between the two. And another thing that is being widely discussed in this community at this time that I think also shows evidence of this is the idea of the toxic masculine or toxic feminine energies. And to be clear, within these discussions, it's not being said that the person is toxic. It's more so the behavior that is toxic. But I kind of hate the word toxic. I don't know, something about it just bothers me. I just don't think it's fair. I actually want to call it distorted because I feel like through all the conditioning and programming, that's what happened. Through toxic expression, it became distorted. So that's how I'm going to refer to it. So we have these distorted energies, and again, it's dealing with both. I know the men or those who identify as masculine have been getting the brunt of it lately in terms of these distortions, but there are distortions within the feminine too. But I think the reason the focus isn't on the feminine at this time is because the feminine has been evolving. The feminine has been rising for quite some time, and we've been holding it down and inviting the masculine to rise up and meet us. That's how I view it anyway. So to touch upon the distorted feminine, I feel like there are layers to this. So the old program on how the feminine should operate focused on them being beautiful, pleasant, and delicate, submissive creatures. And you know, if you dive a little deeper, there are darker aspects to the distorted feminine, which manifested through competition, especially with other women, engaging in a victim blame game, being very, very manipulative, often using their sexuality to gain power. But we have seen major shifts in the feminine collective in recent years, and the feminine has really broken free from those shackles and has risen to embody a healthier expression, which allowed space for the feminine to be soft and strong at the same time. Now, the old distorted program of the masculine, which again has been the focus lately, this expression of the masculine is emotionally unavailable, narrow-minded, aggressive, forceful, tough, and emotionless. And it's interesting, when I tap into the distorted masculine energy, it feels heavy and weighed down, closed off in a sense. And I just wanna scream, breathe. You know, think about it. From childhood, boys are conditioned not to cry, to bottle it up and to be a man. This was seen as being in their power. But in fact, it's not being in their power. For the masculine, 
being in their power would actually be a healthy expression of both masculine and feminine energies within them, which also encompasses all aspects, the light and the shadow of these energies. That's how you become whole, through that embodiment. So the awakened man is one who lives from the heart and invites in and allows vulnerability and grace to be present. So for both the feminine and masculine, there needs to be that dance, that dance between their Shiva and Shakti, a union of their opposites. These opposites need to be realized and embodied. We need to learn from both and integrate both. And at this time as a collective, really humanity as a whole, we are seeing an evolution from the archaic and outdated rules and really constraints on what these energies are, what they're supposed to be and how we accept and integrate them. And being witness to this is honestly legendary. We are the living change. We are the living shift. We are here in a part of this huge paradigm shift. And ladies, I'm proud as hell of us. We've been rising and doing our damn thing for quite a while. But I have to say to the fellas, to the awakening masculine, I'd tip my hat to you. For those of you who are stepping up and rising up, it's truly been spectacular to watch. And I want you to know that you are seen, you are valued, and you are appreciated. Because it's truly by the feminine rising and the masculine rising into these healthy expressions, this is where we see that true symbiotic relationship come into play. So it's time to ask yourself, how is balance showing up in your life? Is it an act you are falsely trying to maintain? Or is it a symbiotic flow? I want to thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. This is just the beginning. I have so many topics to discuss and amazing guests lined up. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, share it on your social media, share it with a friend. Every little bit helps and that's how you get it out there. Again, I appreciate your time. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next time here on Soul Speak.